Are you a HubSpot user looking to stay up to date with HubSpot inbound and all the information that will make your job easier and help you and your company grow better? Each week, the spot brings you the HubSpot education, ideas, and tools that you need to maximize your success, make work just a little bit easier, and of course, brighten your day along the way. Listen in as Julie, Doug, Max, and George share their authentic, entertaining, and valuable conversations with the people who really matter. That's right, you. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for your HubSpot journey heroes. Welcome to this week's episode of The Spot. I mean, ready, spot, go. And today we're going to talk about a very interesting conversation. And and I'm going to give the audience and and you two gentlemen, by the way, uh, we do not have Julie with us. So we are we are all sad. We're all sad here. Womp. Um, she, you know, sometimes you got ish to do. I'm just going to yeah. throw that out there. So uh, but we've got we've got uh, Doug and we've got Max. We've got myself. And and so let me just bring everybody up to speed why this week I want to talk about this conversation. And for years and years and years, since 2012, when I stumbled into into HubSpot and inbound and and, and this life that I now live, there has always been this thing of like, you got to start blogging, you got to create content, SEO, keywords, topics, topic clusters and really it's just different things for the same like kind of thing it's like create content so it can be on the internet so that it can be found so that they can fill out a form so that eventually someday you can hand them off to your sales team right <laughs> and and so it's like it's always been in my mind and I do have sometimes a small mind it's always been kind of this SEO first mentality I feel like in our space would First of all, let's just start there. Do you guys feel like historically it has been preached an SEO first mentality uh, thus far? Well, when you, when you say SEO first, you mean SEO before creating content or no, are you kind of like, wrapping them in the same thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's let's preface that. So I'm literally talking about we're, we're creating content. We're a company that's creating content. We're a company that's being taught or told to create content. And so what comes out the gate first is Hey, you got to create content for SEO. And of course, they'll do the byline. Make sure it's good for the searcher and the search engine, right? But like, <laughs> but do you feel like it's been kind of this content creation SEO first mentality in our space? Yeah. Well, I I'm going to say, you know, in, in the space that the three of us are in, which is this inbound marketing space. Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll agree yeah. that it's been preached and it's positioned and, and so forth that, you know, content for SEO I think that, you know, and I, and I get to have, I have a unique authority here, by the way, because oh I've been blogging for longer than anybody. I've been blogging for longer than HubSpot. I started my blog in 2005. So I've been blogging since before it was cool, while it was cool. And once again, while it's not cool again. So I've gone <laughs> yeah. all the way through the cycle, right? And, and um, the interesting part, Doug, and, and just so we know, like state your player position on the podcast, you are the X guy, right? You're not the marketing guy. You're not the web dev guy. You're not the design guy. You're the well. I'm I'm supposed to be the sales guy here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll agree that I'm not the web dev guy. I don't like the. We'll we'll get into why I don't like. I mean, the the moment we start calling these things different places, it, it's like if you want to know one of my number one pet peeve words, it's branding, right? And mm. and the reason that I hate the term branding is that basically branding brand is an end right a brand is an end right that a whole bunch of marketing people turned into a means 
made it really, really complicated so they could charge a whole bunch of money to justify what they were doing, and they called it branding. And I think SEO has this same thing. And, and if you look at, um, I, I think there's a lot of, I mean, I, I think that the, in, the, the identification of the shift, of the paradigm shift to inbound is a legitimate paradigm shift. But yeah. I think you can't separate that a large part of the movement of inbound was, was a conflation with an SEO industry that has continually struggled for its relevance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so yes, so, it's been so, preached that way. So we've got, we've got yeses across What's the SEO, board. by the way? Oh, yeah. I wish I had a sound effect right now for that. Like it'd be something like, or something like that. That's what the sound effect for that would be. So um, SEO, search engine optimization. It's kind of been this SEO first mentality. And so I was getting ready for a, a talk. This is a, a couple months ago, right? When like, you know, we were actually able to go back in the world and like see audiences and stand up on stage. And I was getting ready for this talk and I was talking about content creation. And, and I was um, talking about uh, or talking to not your typical, which, by the way, let me just pause there. No, no company is typical, probably. But in my mind, there was a large enough group of non-typical type business people that um, I felt like, you know what? They're not going to create content for SEO sake. They're not going to they're not worried about getting found online. And this put my brain through a, like this series of like, dang on, have we been getting it wrong this entire time? So here, here's what's fun. I'll paint the picture and, and then I'm just going to be quiet and, and, and let you guys go. There's a guy uh, at this event also speaking, and he is an SEO ninja. I mean, he's like the nerdiest of nerdy, like SEO guys I think I've ever met in my life. And a good human being, by the way. I knew him before the event, right? But I, I was like, Did oh, you know he's him before he was a ninja. Uh, I didn't know him before he was a ninja. No, okay. but, but that's a great question, Doug. But anyway, there's another sound effect moment for the podcast. Uh, we should have like a, you know, like somebody should have, have those ready, like on the spot for Doug's jokes. I'm standing up there and I position this uh, idea of that. It's not SEO first. And what, what I'll even go further is a lot of times you'll hear people say, well, it's SEO, it's social, and then it's sales, right? Because you're creating that content, then you're sharing it on social. And eventually, many companies that we teach are marketing talk to, wonders why they can't yeah, get a seat yeah, at the table. Yeah, 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 right, right. So here's what I do. I'm on the stage and I go, by the way, I'm going to say something that you probably have not heard if you've gone to any other conferences and listened to a marketer speak, and that is you should be creating content for sales and you should be focused on creating that content for sales and the question that sales gets. Now, should that content be SEO-ified, air quotes, right? Should it work on the web as well? Yes, but it shouldn't be like seven salads my CEO likes, and I'm waxing really stupid there on purpose. But like, so start with sales, create content for sales, make sure that that sales content when created is SEOified, and then the third would be social. So I literally positioned it as sales, social, SEO, because I want sales reps to also share that information that they have. Like I want them to use it in the sales process one-on-one, -on -one, use it in the sales process on social 
Max, I'm going to get to you as a sales guy and some of the ish you've been doing on social and what that yeah. means. And, and, and then like the byproduct becomes SEO because the biggest conversation or the biggest hurdle or the problem or the challenge or whatever words you want to insert there that most companies is like, uh, 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 tell me the ROI of like my content creation process. Well, <laughs> if you, if you start with sales, it could be immediate. Yeah. It could be the first day that you create an article and sales uses it in their sales process in an email or a snippet or a template. And all of a sudden that piece is the piece that's like, yeah, okay, cool. I just gained trust. I believe it. I'm, I'm buying. And it, it, it hadn't even, Google didn't even know it freaking existed yet. Mm -hmm. All right. That's, that's the picture. So I'm saying, which by the way, there's going to be an inbound debate against this SEO ninja nerd guy and myself at inbound uh, content creation, SEO versus sales. So I am here to uh, get your guys' points and thoughts mm -hmm. on this conversation of where the frick should we be heading? How wrong have we been thus far? Yeah, I'm sure. So like when we talk, when we, when we have the whole conversation around like, should you do SEO first thing? I guess like I, I break down like my experiences and how I've kind of coached customers and, and clients I've had kind of through that. Uh, and I think a lot of it comes through like a lot of the experiences that I had when I was doing onboarding for, for, for customers, right. Where, you know, before I came to HubSpot, I was no like inbound scholar. Like I sold iPads to businesses at Apple for four years. Right. Like, so I had like yeah. an understanding kind of how businesses work. Cause I got to talk to a bunch of different businesses when I was there. Right. But like, yeah. I was no inbound scholar. So for me, a lot of it wasn't necessarily saying like, Oh, what's all this like research I can do on the internet to like, see how everyone's thinking about SEO and like all this stuff. Cause my brain doesn't work that way. For me, it was more so like, getting my base understanding of a lot of it and kind of working through like the marketing physics in my brain uh, in terms of like when it's appropriate to bring up thinking about search engine optimization. Because what happened with me is I ran into a lot of folks um, who had not started creating content yet, right? And, and when, when I say content, I mean like educational, blogging, video, content creation, that's stuff that's not directly related to selling your product. You know what I mean? So like beyond the pricing pages, the pricing catalogs, here's a video of how great our product is, blah, 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 blah. And so, you know, what was, what was always kind of weird is like, I would have customers that say like, oh, we want to do SEO. And I go, okay, great. Have we thought about like a content strategy about blogging, things like that? Have you explored that in the past? They go, no, 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 we don't want to blog. We don't want to create content. We want to go, we want to do SEO. And so my brain there trying to like analyze the physics of all this is just like, Okay, like, well, what do you want to optimize for search then if you don't have any content, right? Because if we take a look at your website, your website may have plenty of information about your product, plenty of information about your company, you know, all that kind of stuff. And hey, let's say all that's well optimized. If that's well optimized, like your brand name, your company name, your product, things like that, theoretically, the only folks that are going to be finding you in search engines are people who are specifically looking for your company and your product. Mm. I just, we're, we're probably going to go a little bit off course to, to George's question, but you, you started going down a path where, where I think, I think it creates a lot of problems. We want to search engine, we want to SEO, we want to search engine optimize. No, they don't. They have no desire. They have no interest in SEO. What they have interest in 
is magic beans, mm. right? Because what they've heard is that SEO drives customers to you. So they go, give me some of that. I'll take some of the SEO. Yeah. Right? Cause, no, Cause no one says, you know, SE, by the way, SEO is, is this in, insanely complex element. Hopefully mm. we'll get to the fact that if you're just doing content, you're not doing SEO, um, mm. especially today. Right. So, so there's a whole bunch of things like that. But so when someone says, I want to do SEO, by the way, when someone says that to me, I want SEO, I know a, well, I know they don't, I know they're looking for Matt. I mean, that's the, the, the number one keyword for, for magic, you know, for, for the magic beans, but, <laughs> but nobody wants SEO, right? Why do you want SEO? You, that, you want what the outcome. They didn't know what that meant. Yeah. Well, I know that, but, but yeah, <laughs> they but, come to me but, and go, Oh, we need to do SEO. But, it's like, well, do you really understand? Like what, like why, what, what does and, that actually mean? I know you and heard that's, that somewhere. Yeah. And that's my initial point is that it's been being preached. Yeah. This is what you need. Doug. Yes. If I love the fact that, you know, people from the stage have saying, Hey guys, you need some magic beans. Oh, by the way, you don't know this, but I own a magic bean shop. I'll sell you some magic beans. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, yeah. go ahead, Doug. Keep going. Oh, by the way, actually, Doug, before you go, uh, go ahead. I just want everybody to know, uh, while Max was talking, I actually uh, did a search. Inboundscholar.com is available. Because as soon as he said, I'm not an inbound scholar, I was like, damn, that's a good domain name. It is available <laughs> for a dollar a month on GoDaddy. And no. GoDaddy is not supporting this podcast. I'm just letting you know that's where I searched that. No, I was I was just saying that that the the moment you start going down the path of of all these other elements, it's they're not they don't want SEO. I mean that that's yeah. all. I I'm, yeah, I've got other thoughts on the question, but I'll let Max. Yeah, totally. And like and, and where I was kind of like going with this, right, is that the way at least that I looked at it is I thought of the idea of content creation as one thing. And then optimizing your content for search is a different, is like a different thing. It's like, yeah, obviously if you create a piece of content, you want it to be findable in a search engine for someone who's looking to solve whatever particular problem like you wrote about or whatever. But like the thing is, is I'd have so many customers saying like, we want to do SEO, we want to do SEO, we want to do SEO. And like, they would just really kind of harp on that because they heard it from someone else or the sales guy was saying, yeah, you could do great SEO with HubSpot and like all this other stuff. But then like everyone ignores the, 10,000 pound elephant in the room that a lot of the benefits that you wish to seek through search engine optimization actually comes from creating content that people give a damn about that's actually going to help them that they're actually looking for in the first place. And that's like the hardest part of the whole inbound thing that no one addresses. Mm. So for me, it was like, hey, I get that you want to do SEO because you're trying to grow your business, get traffic, get more leads, whatever. What you should do first before you hyper-focus on SEO and waste a bunch of time on that is you should just get used to creating content because that's like 90% of the difficulty there is like being able to think about what your ideal customers are actually searching for before they even know you need they need your product or, or anything like that. Get good at creating content first, then get good at optimizing it. I, I said something- yeah. The other day to someone on LinkedIn where it's just like, you wouldn't tell someone to do a kickflip if they can't pump on a skateboard, right? Oh. So it's like, learn to ride the skateboard first before you do the trick. Riding it is just being a, a marketer or a marketing department or a whatever that just can consistently create useful, good, not clickbaity bullshit, but like good content that actually attracts people. Matt, are you saying we have to walk before we run? Is yes. that what you're saying? Like, like pump and, before and you kickflip. 
Here's here's the only yeah pump before you kick. But here's here's the only thing I wanna I wanna reposition a little piece of what you said because know what they're gonna be searching and and again I'm I wanna I wanna remove like search completely out of this and I just wanna say it in a way of like just know what the hell they're dealing with yeah like know their pain points know their challenges like the role that they're playing know what goals they have what challenges are in the way and create content around those things and it's funny i wrote down because by the way i am like collecting some stuff for the inbound debate i'm just gonna throw that out there i'm gonna be completely oh, no, i mean after you lost last yeah. year i figured oh here we go yeah whatever i feel like i won with inbound is like bacon bro i'm just gonna throw that out there i'm just gonna, oh dog that but, was but, yeah that's good yeah. It's, but you know i oh, actually that's got right. that was me that was on the other side yeah it was you on the other side that supposedly won doug did you i haven't told you this it didn't pan out by the way audience we're two total side tangent okay so uh doug i actually got reached out to by another event that wanted to do the same inbound debate that you and i did and they're like can you talk to doug and get doug to do the debate again and i'm like yeah let me yeah i'm i'm cool Two days later, they ended up canceling the event because of, you know, stuff that we've been yeah. dealing with for a while. But like that debate had the impact that another event wanted to recreate it. Anyway, back on track, guys, I wrote down create content for sales, then optimize for SEO and potentially add some flair for social. That's something that came to my mind when you guys were talking, which I think, you know, we can to totally dive into that. But here's here's the thing, Doug, I want to hear because you said you have other thoughts. If you were to walk into a company today and they had uh, a limited budget to create content and you had to get the most return on investment as quick as possible because you knew that was what was going to allow them to apply more money in the future towards your services and the content that they were creating, where would, where would you head? What would you have them do? Well, there's so many aspects to that scenario that you gave that have nothing to do with the question. So I'm going to try to stay focused on the question. So the first thing is the, the question is content for sales or search, right? That that's kind of the underlying question, right? This is why marketers can't have nice things, why they're not allowed to have nice things. Um, if, if I were to walk into a place and someone would ask me that question, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dignify the question with a response because I would give it credibility. It's the wrong question. Um, and, and the thing that drives me crazy about this industry and the marketing industry specifically, and, and this is where marketing is worse than sales. And trust me, sales has a whole plethora of problems and, and, and dysfunctions associated. This is one of the few places where marketing is, is worse than sales is the, wow. is that there there's, there, there's a level of, of hypocrisy because we speak, this industry speaks from a think like the customer, be empathetic, solve for the customer, solve for the customer. And then we obsess about questions like search or sales, uh, online or offline, digital or non -digital. It's like, whoa, wait a second here. The moment you start doing that, you've just blown up everything about a customer centric perspective. We have to acknowledge in the question that what type of business are you? Is an, is an especially important question, which changes things. But I guess my first question in response to that, if after I said it's the wrong question, they forced me to answer it in some fashion is, I would ask them, what's the difference? What does it mean to, to create content for search or for sales? George, because if we're you, creating for asked, the customer, yeah. Yeah. then what difference does it make? Are you Ooh. saying more like decision stage content versus awareness and consideration? No, Is that well, like, no, I would prefer to say I, on that you're looking I, at early journey, late journey, you know, but, but yeah. yeah, I mean, what, 
what's the difference? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, and, and maybe part of this is. I'd also ask the question, by the way, what is content? Because we keep talking about content. Like it's this far off thing. Every company has content because every word that they speak is content. You want to, you want to lower your cost of content? Just create, just carry a tape recorder. That's always run or a digital recorder. That's always running. And you'll have a ton of content of written yeah and see and see that's the issue like because immediately as soon as you say seo what did we start talking about we started talking about written content like as soon as i bring seo up into the conversation but later in the podcast i definitely want to talk about like max you're not really writing a damn word you're you're creating content but you're not writing a damn word and it's bringing in things that you want to see so we'll, we'll get to that though that's a little tease keep on listening people keep on listening so here's here's the thing i think what i'm really going after here is more of a mind shift of like all of these businesses are like we've got to do seo we've got to do seo which then is like going into copywriters and going into marketers and like but but they're leaving the sales team out of the conversation and so where my my gut my brain my heart goes to is like no no like number one they need to be an immediate part of the content creation process and so if i can get a mind shift for businesses to think about like Let's build it for sales, which why? Because sales is the closest connected to the customer, which means if we're building it for sales, we're building it for the customer. What I am not talking about is a they ask you answer philosophy of that. If you write about these five things that are the five things that people search before they buy online, like I'm not talking about that. That's Marcus Sheridan. That's taken. That's what I'm saying is how many businesses stop create a content process and in and in the beginning go okay let's get sales in the room let's ask them the problems they're facing let's figure out how we can uh streamline and speed up their process because we can give them the written video uh visual content so, that they need to be able to so, conversate quicker sell quicker what i'm really talking about is sales enablement through content so, versus marketing SEO. I know you've said so four times, so I'll shut up. So I'm I'm not, I'm, I am for involving salespeople from the beginning. You should be asking them questions. It, it's gonna take you six to 12 months of consistently asking the sales team questions before you start getting quality responses. Why is um, that? Uh, first off, sales in general, they don't think that. Um, they've been, they've been, in a lot of ways, it's a distraction for them. You know, they're, they're involved, you know, they, they've got a full plate, they've got things that are going on, their time's accounted for. Sales sales is very, you know, nose to the grindstone, you know, about the now, trying to find paths. I mean, there's a, there's a whole bunch of reasons to go into it. Un, un, unless a sales team has really and fully been trained in process and and, and, and approaches, they're, they're not really getting a read of the customer. They're, you know, they, they end up Again, we could do another thing in terms of what sales mentality and sales mindset is. It's just going to take, before sales even believes it's going to be useful, it's going to take some time. By the way, also, it's most likely if you haven't been creating content, if you haven't had a strategy involved in this, then you're you're in all likelihood only getting involved with your prospects at a stage that is too late. Um, and so you're only seeing a small percentage of what's actually leading to the decisions that are being made. The reason for decades, um, it was thought in sales that closing was the most important skill. Closing was the most important stage was because it was the thing that happened just before somebody bought. It took decades of research and pounding the 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 message that no, 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 no. Those are all things that that are, you know, it happens then, but the causes occur much earlier. The best thing you could probably do 
is, is interview your customer and listen for what's not said. Because remember what Steve what Jobs mean, says. What do you I'm, mean I'm by there. that? Yeah. I'm, I'm getting there. So, you know, Steve Jobs probably has the greatest quote in market research history. People don't know what they want until you give it to them. I'll, I'll also say that, that if you talk to people about things and you ask them for their opinions on it and you're not, and they're not in a situation that is relevant to the, to, to the real situation, then you're not going to get the truth either. I always say the greatest market research in the world is when you're asking somebody to write a check. Cause let me tell you, before I started my business, I got told a hundred, you know, if you did this, I would buy that in a second. Called him up. Yeah. Hey, guess what? I got good news for you. I'm doing that. Well, you know what? Let's let, let's talk in six months. Um, let's talk. Right? It, it never, you know, it never ever happens. Yeah. You know, Procter and Gamble got rid of virtually all of their um, focus group research. Not all, but the vast majority of it. Uh, and you know what? Too bad Julie's not here. They, they hired a bunch of anthropologists, and what mm. they did was they embedded themselves. They 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 watched people doing what they were doing, and and it's like here's the thing: if 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 we think that eliminating friction is an area that creates a lot of value, which, which I think it does. The friction that we have in our lives, it's water to fish. It's just our atmosphere. We're used to it. We, you know, it, it's when the the PNG person saw that in this country, the, you know, th this kitchen device was on the left side of the sink instead of the right side of the sink. But in this country, it was on the right side of the sink instead of the left side of the sink. And so they realized if they would just twist the handle you know, 90 degrees to the left or right or, or whatever in, in selling that, that they'd have a hit on their hands. It was looking for those things. The value, if, if we want to talk about moving into open space, if we want to talk about being able to differentiate, the value is in the different. And, and, and so what a deep knowledge of your customer enables you to, to do is hear what they're saying and learn by what, you know, you learn as much or more by what isn't being said as what is being said. And that's where, because that, by the way, what isn't being said, that's the open space, right? That's the white space that everyone talks about. And, and by the way, you know how you do this? You start creating content, right? You start, you start, you start sharing things. You start putting out talk tracks. You start sharing whatever type of content it is. You start sharing it. You have a hypothesis. Hey, here's what I think matters. And you start seeing how people react. And then mm -hmm. you adjust and you learn and you adjust and you learn and you adjust and you learn and you adjust and you learn. Because by the way, if I write the greatest piece of content, if I, if I write a piece of content, give it to my salesperson, my salesperson uses it, they close the sale. What's the ROI of that content? It's not look, hey, wow, see that content did whatever. Because A, A, we don't know if the content hadn't been there, would the result have been different? What, what you're going to learn over time, and, and, and by, I did five years, six years into blogging, I did a, um, I did a presentation for um, the Baltimore chapter of the American Marketing Association on blogging for business. And I decided, you know what, they're going to ask what, you know, what's the ROI. And, and this was still before blogging was super duper hot. And so I sat down and I started capturing, because we do keep track of this data, some before and after stuff. And I was actually, yeah. and by the way, search had nothing to do with it. I wasn't right. thinking search at the time at all. Didn't know about search that, I mean, I knew what it was, but I didn't um, right. I put the value of my blog at $2.2 million. Ooh. I was able to show a, before I blogged, I had printed collateral. I had, you know, the, all this various material hadn't created a piece of collateral since I started blogging the number of, you know, the amount of time it took for me to manage a sale, right? What, what was the capacity? I was able to, to see how much time was saved by our service team. Because instead of having to explain everything every time, we were able to refer them to blogs. I was able to, right, there were all these different places that I was able to show before and afters. And that's where I got to, mm. you know, that, 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 that's how I was able to get to, you know, to, to, to that ROI. But, yeah. but I'll go back to, again, to my basic question, which is 
what's the difference between writing for search or writing for sales, right? If, if you're writing relevance, what's the game that you're playing? Are you writing something that's relevant? And, and I want to, I, I just want to finish this one point because search has changed dramatically in the world. And I think especially in the SMB space, the small mid space, yeah. we still talk about search like we're like it's 2014 search. First off, the number of zero click searches has skyrocketed. The amount of real estate, Google has taken more share. The amount, you know, what is Google's goal? Google's goal is to keep you on Google. So, so increasingly as you're, as, as these SMBs are creating non-professional SEO, which is an investment, if you're going to do professional, they're, they're actually, you know, they're great contributors to Google's bottom line. Um, mm. And what is dominating search today is this intent-based idea. Search is becoming increasingly, search used to be where you went when you were looking for the things that you didn't know you were looking for. That was, you know, th that, that was the HubSpot magic of search. Mm. I had questions and problems and I was looking for answers and I didn't know what I didn't know. And search was this great discovery. And now right. as we've gone, by the way, nobody goes on their mobile device to search for the thing that they don't know because they're just in curiosity mode and they're trying to figure things out unless they're at their six-year-old swim practice. They might be on their mobile device searching mm. in that basis then. You, when you're on mobile, you're looking for something. I, I want to go find a place to eat. I'm looking for, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and so we've, you know, yeah. so we've moved to mobile. We've Near moved me. to tent based. And, and yeah. by the way, I, I'm, I've got a meme that I'm working on and it's a bunch of pigeons in Times Square where someone threw a piece of bread and that little piece of breadcrumb is going to have the caption, this is intent based data. Mm. And each and each uh, pigeon is going to be vendor one, vendor two, vendor three, vendor four, vendor five, vendor six, vendor seven. And mm. that is intent based data and search, right? Increasingly. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing happen. I'm seeing it happen with, with, with it. We're, we're just becoming a bunch of pigeons waiting for somebody to throw some breadcrumbs out and go oh, here. Let me. And again, if, if you're an e-com business, if you're a pure self-serve business, that, that's a different there, there's there's a different game. But but there search is your sales. Right. So I, again, go back to the question. Yeah. If you're asking that question, you're asking the wrong question, because if you want to win search, search more and more winning search is tech. And yeah. bring that up in your debate. Yeah. And, Content and, alone yeah. is not going to win search. Well, that's the thing. And, and in the debate, I can bring that up because he is the most technical guy. Like I've talked to him and there's like all these nerdy things that have nothing to do with the content you create. Nothing to do with the content that you create I, that actually impact SEO as far as like site speed and like optimization of I, this and all that kind of I stuff, right? I interviewed a, a, a search, you know, this company, he, run, he runs this really great tech, you know, and <clears throat> he did things that like he ran search at Wayfair and he was talking about, I said, so why'd you do this? And I'm like, what? And he's like, oh my God, if you know, it, it it's free, like search is free. If you look at what we were costing mm. on paid, but he then went on to explain, I think he had built his search team. He had 60 people on his search team. But it was free. That's not free. That's not free, bro. But it was free. <laughs> 60 people ain't free. I'm right. just going to like the, right. the, the, the amount of payroll for that is like, woo. Okay. Right. Uh, and, and, I don't, let me I, tell you. I don't want to belly up to that bar. I'm just going to say like this. And nope. I am not going to name the company, but there is a company that produced really, really good content for years. Did really, really well on search. Looked one day and said, you know what? We need to do better on search. And search got prioritized in their content. And I want to tell you, their content is maybe a 10th as good as it used to be. And it's See, a company that, we all know, I'm not going to name them. And that's the thing I feel like, and again, this is, I think why my gut, my heart, my brain is going this way. I feel like 
so many companies because as humans we go the easiest route and i feel like they're gaming or trying to game a system versus focusing on the human focusing on the problems leveraging the sales team by the way doug you said and it, it didn't even, hadn't even crossed my mind but dang on it uh, the service team right because when you were leaning into um your blog being 2.2 million and it was like i can show this from sales and i could show how a service did this like that's what I'm talking about. Like streamlining a process, streamlining a process, and and actually giving two squats about the human beings and like what's the easiest way to connect with that. Because the other piece of this that my brain went into is like I guess I'm leaning into sales because my assumption is sales is the are the, are the people who speak to the customer the most. But then is that uncovering another problem where it's just the fact that marketing and by the way, no hate mail. Don't don't hit my socials when I say this Has marketing just generally been lazy and not talking to the customer or potential customer like they should. So they're like we're disconnected. It's literally let me buy this SEO tool. Let me run a report and let me run like create 12 uh, pieces of content on these top 12 keywords that that tool tells me I should write it on. Let, let me drop some data on you to really uh -oh, uh -oh. throw this in here. We, we, need and, sound, and, we, need, we need a sound effect like a, okay, drop the data. So I'll, 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 be, I'll be working on sound effects for us for our next show. So everyone's in pursuit of thought leadership, right? And that's what search is a lot about, thought leadership, right? Easy to find, make, make your content easy to find. I, I want content that's gonna influence the course and speed people are on. And, and here's the thing that's interesting, and, and um, Corporate Executive Board, which is now Gartner, did in-depth research on this. And here's what they found, thought leadership, the stuff that drives clicks, and I don't mean clickbait, the stuff that's high view, high click, has zero to negative correlation to the likelihood of someone buying from you. Being acceptable or quick to find, easy to find content, negative 0.13 on, on likelihood, on, on increasing the likelihood to buy from you. Containing interesting facts and data, negative 0.096. Being easy to understand, basically zero. Representing a smart or expert perspective, zero. The only components that had any influence on likelihood to buy, teaching the customer something new about their own business needs or challenges, providing the customer with compelling reasons why it was necessary to take action. The first one, 0.446 positive. The second one, 0.302. Now, here's the thing. Who is searching for things about their business that they don't know? No, they don't I'm know it. Search... They can't search it. Correct. You can't search What's the what keyword you don't that know? you use yeah. to look for the thing that I don't know about? Which yeah. is why... What Google. we should be talking T about. Tell me all the ish I don't know. <laughs> right. That's right. the Google search. Right. So so all this stuff that we're running for is is in so many ways. You know, hey, our traffic's going up, our this is going up, and our sales is going up. Y yeah, but do those two really have like are, are they really connected? Most mm. people can't tell you. And, and and here's my point. If you're gonna create content and, and this is beginning to get more attention, what's your promotion distribution strategy? Oh man. That's a and, whole nother podcast. And, and search, search used to be a good distribution strategy for, you know, you know, Brian Halligan said we can, you know, you can now outthink instead of outspend. But, yeah. but that was 2014. I'm not saying it's impossible today, but but the, the here's the thing that's really interesting. The thing that's going to enable you to outthink is when you're writing content that's just super damn relative. I mean, relevant mm. yeah. to, to your audience, yeah. which means your search finding, you end up getting to the top of search by accident. And and let's not forget, in pure search, that's what the algorithm is supposed to be. Yeah. The algorithm is supposed to figure out how to prevent all this manipulation so that mm -hmm. the curious mind 
finds the right content. Last point, biggest danger Ooh. of search today. You know what the number one driver on, on the algorithm is? Listen to something on this last week. Number one aspect on, um, and this is from the guy that used to run the, uh, the Google crawl team and the Google okay. ad team, right? Yeah. What's the most popular page? Of what? Whatever. So whatever the response is, so whatever the inquiry is, what's yeah. the most popular page? Like which page gets, which is the highest ranked page basically. So, so what happens is the populate mm. as, as, as you move to the top of search, yeah. you, you create this virtual virtuous cycle that says, yeah. because everyone goes to this page, this page must be good. This, you know, this page yeah. must be the best yeah. response. Yeah. Whether or not that's true, but by the yeah. way, Google's now dealing with this thing they're calling data voids mm. because yeah. of what's happened with that manipulation. So it's become increasingly this, this popularity contest this mm. virtual popularity contest, which means if you're not ready to play in that game, then I'm not saying ignore search. That is not what I'm saying. Right. But I'm saying to say for search, I'm saying that's the wrong question. Yeah. Yeah. How so here's the thing that popularity. Is it like, is it like backlinks and authority or, or are they measuring it differently now? Um, it, I mean, I mean I, it, 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 it's don't there, there's some domain authority, but, but page rank. Yeah. Okay. You know, thanks Wikipedia and Facebook. I'm just going to throw that out there. Like, when, like you can't even be like, anyway. So we've teased this out and we're running out of time. And I know we all have lives that we got to like meet with people and teach junk and stuff like that. But um, we tease this out. We're talking about SEO. We're talking about sales. We're talking about content. And um, Max, yeah. you haven't been writing a lick. You have anything. been, you, you've been making some videos, by the way. And talk about relevant Right. Um, millennials, startups, like the things that you're hitting upon are like kind of some sweet spots when it comes to like HubSpot or HubSpot sales and like having the conversations with people. TikToks. But but here's here's the funniest stuff. TikToks on LinkedIn. <laughs> so, so talk to me about like as now instead of a trainer, like a sales guy and TikTok content creation, video creation. What the frick's been happening? Like what's been happening? Like what sort of positive things yeah. have I been seeing on my end? Yeah, I yeah, know. It's yeah. interesting. So I so just to kind of like go back a little bit, I went through like a whole like phase at the beginning of the pandemic when I was just here all the time where I was like, Hey, I'm, I think I'm going to go really big into like YouTube. And I created a bunch of, and that's like around the time that we got, we, we kind of like started hanging out. Right. Yep, so yep. I was putting a lot of content on YouTube and then I was cross posting it over to LinkedIn. What was interesting when I was doing more of like the, you know, sort of a little more professional straight edge, like educational long form content. I did have people reaching out to me all the time saying like, oh yeah, like, oh, are you a consultant? Like, could we hire you? Or could we, do I talk to you if like, I want to buy HubSpot or like, you know, my, my, my company's looking at it, like who, what sales rep do I go? And I would, you know, go ahead and like send people to the right people and all that kind of stuff. That's happening less now with the content I'm creating now, because I feel like the content I'm creating now is really only relevant to folks who know what HubSpot is. Otherwise you're not going to get like half the jokes that like, you know, I make in any of those videos. But what's been interesting is that like, I'm, meeting a lot more people at HubSpot through that content. I'm I'm meeting a lot more people in the partner sphere through that content. I'm engaging with a lot of like HubSpot users, which has been really cool. Um, and I think I'm like getting connected to the community in a way that I just never was before, which I think is yeah. really awesome. Because again, for me, I don't really have any sort of ulterior motive here other than I need a creative outlet. I don't really have one right now. I was doing the streaming thing for a while, but that's tough with, with two kids, you know, and like there isn't really any other subject matter that I like consider myself comfortable in. Um, but at the same time, like, 
I'm not an overly professional uh, career guy. Like I'm, I'm kind of a goofball to be honest with you. I'm, I'm a little weird. Right. So, you know, I felt like this was like a pretty good sort of way to kind of scratch both sides of that, that itch, yeah. if you will. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's been interesting. I've had like a lot of partners reach out to me asking if I could do like sponsored content and stuff. And yep. like, obviously I'm not doing anything like that because it's a complete uh, uh, conflict of interest, but you know, there's been people asking me to go like do shows and talk about it and like podcasts like this and stuff like that. Yep. So that's been pretty cool. Um, and hopefully there's a bunch of sales reps at HubSpot that'll, you know, be excited to work with me if they get me on their team as their sales engineer. Uh, yeah. so that, that'll be, that'll be cool too. But yeah, it's, it's been, it's been really interesting. I think if I start adding, cause what I know I need to do eventually is like, I would like to pepper in more of like the purely educational content still kind of using TikToks and as a means to still deliver it because again it's like really easy to like create the videos that way um instead of just like a lot of the goofy joking around stuff and i would want to see if that would have like the same effect like and see yeah how i can kind of use that to maybe create some opportunities for hubspot or something along can, those lines so can i so share a lesson I, can i share a lesson go, that i that i pick up on that I, ahead, and i think this doesn't get enough attention as the business is creating content mm. create content that you like Mm, yeah. yeah. God, yeah. Create content that you're passionate about. Have fun creating yeah. content. Because yeah. you yeah. know what? I don't care what you do. If you don't, if, if you're doing it because you have to do it, like, I mean, you could you could say literally Max would do this even if it had no business impact. Because Max yeah. doesn't know if it's having any business impact. And, and what's interesting is it's far more likely to have business impact because he's doing it. Yes. Because he's got something to say. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Here's here's the thing. I, I want everybody listening to this podcast to rewind and listen to what Max said under the veil of two things that I'm going to say, which, by the way, I fully understand they could be complete podcast episodes on them themselves. But if you stop and think it's not what you know, it's who you know. This is a long life saying that people have heard or you are the 10 people that you most surround yourself with. Right. That, like that's what makes you and your words were it has connected me to a lot more people it has mm -hmm. given me more opportunities to talk it was around that time that george you found me and we started communicating because you were creating content that you were passionate about and sure you might not be measuring that to a dollar amount but the bigger your network is the more opportunities for dollar amounts will come and guys I by no means am a sales guy. Like historically, have I been a sales guy? Like back in the day, furniture, sure, but I am not a sales guy. And I just want you to know that I create content because I love to create content. And I've created yeah. a few, just a few HubSpot tutorials, maybe about 1,200 since I started creating <laughs> HubSpot all? tutorials. Just all, I like that's you made all. more. But here's why. Yeah, I will. I'm not done yet, bro. Trust me. But here's <laughs> here's why I do it. Here's why, dude, I want to read one line of an email and then we're going to send everybody back to the regular scheduled day. Because again, I'm not a sales guy, but I get emails like this in my inbox, right? I'm not out there trying to like, hey, buy my ish. <laughs> but, but here it comes in my inbox. If there is a company I know and trust about all that is HubSpot and its CMS, it's you. Nice. I never once have said, I am the God of HubSpot CMS. I have never once said, I am all things HubSpot CMS. And I never once have reached out to this person and said, hey, you should partner with us to do CMS work. But yeah. because of creating content that you're passionate about, and um, I'm leaning into, uh, hopefully sales is listening to this. If you're a sales professional, 
and you're like, oh, like I don't have to write the content, but I can find something that I'm passionate about. And it could be like a little bit of a side hustle. What is it gonna do to my network? How yeah. is it gonna streamline my process? How is it gonna move me forward in life? Like these, this is why I'm fighting against this SEO versus sales mentality when it comes to content creation. Hey, this has been more like a, a Jocko or a Joe Rogan like style podcast. We don't have no show notes for you. <laughs> we don't have anything we want you to go see. Just like rewind, listen to it again and grow better, grow smarter, be the best you can be. And hey, we'll hear you or see you, eh, who knows, in the next episode.